Hey everyone, hope you are well, and we are trying something new here at Limitless Outdoors. We've been doing some podcasts, but we want to start doing some uh, where we're out in the field. And today, I am joined by really one of my best friends, uh, Brian Lanham. He's on the board for Limitless Outdoors, board of directors for Limitless Outdoors, and everything lined up for us to do an elk hunt today. Yeah, that's crazy. Or this year in Colorado. So, Brian, you want to start off with couple things about yourself maybe how old you are how long you've been wanting to kill an elk <laughs> well i can't tell you how old i am i'm too old no <laughs> no i'm 57 and uh live in oklahoma with uh, my beautiful wife jackie we've been married for 37 years and uh, high school sweethearts have two children there and um i'm an elder at our church uh there in oklahoma and we Several years ago, started this uh, men's ministry called a Beast Feast. You, you probably heard of them. There's a lot of them around the country. But um, man, we've just have really hit a niche in our community, and it's just been you know, hugely successful to bring a lot of men to the Lord. And so, we always look for speakers. And uh, <laughs> one year, what I don't know, four or five years ago, yeah, um, a friend of mine said, "Man, you got to watch this guy's videos. He's crazy good, you know." And so uh, I watched some of his videos, and he and I got on the phone together, and we just kind of started a relationship to be uh, first friends and brothers in Christ. And then he came and spoke at our event, and uh, yeah, man, just been uh, been really blessed to to be around you and see the work that you do, and I just love it. Likewise, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So, I mean. What an incredible day we've had. We don't want to give away the video too much. You'll get to see this go down. We took two bulls within an hour of each other from the same spot. Yeah. Saw, what did we, what else did we see? Well, yeah, so we, you know, we, we saw a lot of mule deer, which we see up here all the time. We, we saw elk, uh, cows, other smaller bulls. Um, and we saw a bighorn uh, ram that just, uh, I, it's just crazy how it just walked so walked random. right into us um never in the wildest dreams in this area would would i think we would see one but it was really really a magical day like you said we we uh have seen a lot of elk the last couple of days uh, this is just the third day of season but uh, we got it done today well we um you know this we're hunting at ten thousand feet right now you come from what's your elevation 600 600 <laughs> tell us how was that first day i mean it was hard on me but i've been hunting up around eight thousand feet a lot yeah well you know i like to think i'm in shape but uh, this place will humble you really quickly that first day we we did what it was about seven miles yeah seven it was about seven miles from the trailhead into camp and uh i honestly thought i didn't know if i was going to make it um I just couldn't. I just could not get enough air in me to keep going. But, but um, you know, just slow and steady wins the race. And so eventually, eventually we got in there, and you get acclimated a little bit, as you know, and and uh, still not easy. But uh, man, you, the scenery around here is just—it's breathtaking. You get to see God's creation firsthand, and it's—it uh, will take your breath away, that's for sure. And being my first elk hunt. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had done one other elk hunt, but it was a walk-in, and, and we didn't have any success. But uh, this was uh, this was everything I'd ever dreamed 
that an elk hunt would be. It it was magical. It really was. When we started, me and my brother started hunting elk, I guess it had been four years ago here in Colorado. And my brother was actually guiding in Southern Colorado at the time. And uh, it had been a lifelong dream. If you've watched any of our videos on Colorado, you've heard me talk about how Will Primos really mm. hooked me when I was young. I mean, yeah. waiting for those DVDs to come out um, and just putting them in and watching all the action they had in September. And uh, it just, I don't know, your just imagination goes wild. When I think of elk hunting, I think of Colorado right. is what I think of. And yeah. um, like this place doesn't disappoint. The vistas are, I can't show you too much. Otherwise you'd start figuring it out and you'd be like one of the, <laughs> other 18 hunters that we were up against in here but um yeah. yeah i don't know it's just such a it's such a special place and i just think yeah. uh think of how many people have wanted to come out here and haven't come yeah. what would you say to somebody that's been thinking about it for I, a long time man i, I don't know I, it, it's a humbling place and if you don't know what you're doing or with someone that's, that knows what they're doing and and you're not in top physical condition you can't do it you just can't do it. And, and you know, one of the things, Justin, I've told you of a lot is the people that watch your videos, I'm not sure they realize that the stuff that you guys do, if not 100%, it's high 90s. It's all DIY, over-the-counter. I mean, I know you do some draws in Idaho, and, and, and I think you got a draw in Arizona. Yeah. But, like, this tag right here is just an over-the-counter. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we went to Walmart, and we bought a tag. <laughs> well, so we why, don't, why don't you... Like, okay, so here, here would be something helpful for people because people ask me all the time, can I go hunt with you? And they think yeah. they're going to get an automatic elk. Right. So what was your anticipation or expectation of yeah. what you thought it was going to be like versus, was it harder or easier than you thought it was going to be? No, it was harder. Physically, it was harder. Um, you know, going up and down these elevations because I, I guess for me, the exposure I had had to Colorado before this was not this up and down. I mean, we, we, what did we gain? 2,400 feet in elevation on that first day. Yeah. And, um, man, that was just, it was just incredible. And then, you know, you're going up and down these things all day. Uh, it's not like you just, you know, I, I do a lot of whitetail hunting in Oklahoma, do a lot of stand hunting. And it's not like you park in one place and stay there. We're, we're running and gunning and, and, and looking for, uh, for the action. And so, uh, Justin had to had to slow down a little bit and make sure I stayed up with him, but he he took he took good care of it. Would there be anything else that you would do in preparation in hindsight now? Well, you, we were talking we were talking yesterday. I think it was. It's hard to simulate altitude. It's hard to simulate the terrain unless you have it in your area, in which I don't. But um, you know, really, it's just the physical part to me. Uh, when you get here and see the beauty, it it makes it worth it, but, uh, man, there's a lot of times when you're just thinking, I'm not sure I can, I can go up one more of these today. Yeah. <laughs> but you do. And, and that's what I admire about you and, and your brother. And well, Brenton came and, back to camp last night, dry. He was puking all yeah. the way back. They put in such a big day. He yeah. killed a bull yesterday. We're actually all tagged out by day three. Yeah. Four bulls. But it's not, I don't know. It's, 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 it's see, I think from the outside, it seems like it's going to be a gimme no, and easy, but not, you just, it's no they make gimme. you work. They make you earn it. Yeah. I mean, the success rate, I think it's 9% in the unit that we're hunting here. Well, that's the thing. That's all you need to know <laughs> is if the success rate in this unit is single digits and you come in here and, you know, four guys kill bulls, that's really all you need to know about these guys. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's, it's really the work that they put in. 
I mean, they work nonstop, and uh, it's just incredible. I've had just the best time. My body's going to hate me for it for a few days, but, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm just blessed to be uh, here and, and to have some bulls on the ground and, and to see some of God's handiwork. Pretty neat. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, because whenever I'm out in the mountains, I don't know how it is for you guys that are listening, uh, but when I'm out in the mountains, the Lord really speaks to me. You know, throughout the Bible, uh, we see Moses out in the wilderness. We see David. He grew up out in the wilderness as a shepherd. We see Jesus always going out to into the wilderness um, to spend time with the Father, just getting alone. And um, when I'm out here, it's funny how the situations you're in, it's, it's kind of what Jesus did with parables, right? He was he was yeah. trying to describe something that people couldn't see by what they could see, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm out here, I see these illustrations of what God is doing. And for me, uh, and I wanted you to maybe share some of yours too, but for me, my biggest takeaway was actually this morning. And uh, I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna ditch Brian because I wanted to, I really wanted to make sure that I got an elk down. And the Lord was just speaking to me this morning, just saying, no, you need to stick with it. <laughs> and, um, but what he showed me through that was <clears throat> it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm. And um, so often this world is all about promoting yourself and getting mm. ahead, you know, yeah. dog eat dog world. Uh, but Jesus taught a model of leadership that was servant leadership, right? Right. And um, it's so easy to get caught up. You know, we see in Romans chapter 12 that we are not to be conformed into this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm -hmm. And this whole world, this world and all of our life leading up to this point tries to bring us into that conformity to the world. But the word for transformation in the Greek in Romans 12 is metamorpho, mm -hmm. which is where we get metamorphosis, metamorphosis yeah. from. So it's a total, it's a radical transformation when we give our mind to Jesus and we allow his word to guide yeah. our thoughts, you know? Right. And the idea of being more blessed to give than to receive yeah. is just crazy. But then, Today, the Lord just kept laying that on me and we come down here and you shoot a bull and then we're sitting there and we're like, maybe we'll give it a little bit more time and just see, right. cause there's a lot of tracks. And all of a sudden my big freak bull comes walking yeah. out Yeah. and I shoot that. And it's just a, such a sweet kiss on the cheek from the Lord Yeah. where like we can't outgive God, which right. is the radical, crazy, cool thing. It is. And it is. Um, so that was, that's been a big, huge <clears throat> takeaway from me just to, because the world is like, I'll just say it one more time. The world is dog eat dog. You got to get yours. You need your picture on Facebook yeah. and Instagram and all of that. Yeah. But Jesus taught us to serve others. If we want to be the leader of all, we need to be a slave to them. You know, we yeah. need to wash their feet. And um, whether that's friends, whether that is your wife, whether that is your kids yeah. laying down your life yeah. to give them some of these opportunities, right? right. Like I've killed yeah. dozens and dozens of bulls. Right. Um, and this is your first one. And yeah. just the Lord kind of just brings you back sometimes on those things yeah. where you start getting ambitious for yourself. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny you say that because not funny, but it's, it's God. You know, when we were making our way in here this morning, uh, I was, you know, going up and over, up and over and, uh, <laughs> going through, you know, knee deep snow, going through the, going through the breaks and just downs everywhere. And it was just brutal getting up the, up to the elevation where we we're hunting and, and, um, you know, I don't know. I just had this whiny spirit in me, you know, like, mm. really? But then, you know, the Lord spoke clearly to me, I, I just felt. And I shared it with Dustin not long, or Justin, after I shot the bull. And um, 
you know, I just, I just felt convicted that I was here for the wrong reason. You know, I was, I was here for selfish reasons for selfish, um, uh, gain, you know, just to, to get me a bull and to, and to be able to do this, um, this trip, uh, not for reasons that, that really glorified God. And, and so I, I was just a little broken in that moment and just asked for forgiveness and just asked that, you know, whatever I do is for the glory of the Lord. You know, it says in Proverbs, there's a great verse. Uh, it says that many are the plans in a man's heart, hmm. but it's the purpose of the Lord that shall prevail. Oh. <laughs> and so, you know, anybody, I'm not going to uh. say anybody, but Justin could, you know, he could be a, you know, he could be an outfitter or a or a or a, a guy that put a TV show out there to to garner, you know, fame. But that's not what he does, because there's no purpose in that, other than self gain. And what I appreciate about Limitless and what I've been able to see behind the doors, uh, in 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 the the closed room meetings, is that. He, Justin is authentic. The ministry is authentic, and it has a purpose. So now, when you have a purpose, and it's for the Lord, now you're onto something. Now there's an anointing, there's provision, there's cool. favor, and all of those things just start to take shape. Doesn't mean it's perfect. Doesn't mean it all works out every time, but it means that God's going to honor a heart that has a purpose. Uh, that's that's venturing out with a purpose for him that's so cool yeah yeah i can't get over i just can't get over how gracious god is mm. even i mean because you've been walking with the lord a long time you're an elder <laughs> in the church i'm i'm a pastor and you think about some of the things that we're just sharing here that are going on in our hearts even mm. as we're yeah as we're yeah. walking it out and not only I think of 1 John 1, 9, you know, if we confess our sin, he's faithful to not only forgive us, but to cleanse us. Right. And there's this, in Romans 5, it says, not only do we have um, peace with God, we have access to <laughs> right. him. And God is so much more than just forgiving us for things. And it's just so cool to see, when I say gracious, I mean, we don't deserve a thing. We don't right. even deserve to be alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. But not only does he forgive us of our stuff, he doesn't hold it over our heads. All of a sudden, he turns around and sends some bulls out our way. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, those yeah. those things are just so sweet. And when you see that, you know, mm. Romans 2, 4 says it's the goodness of God mm -hmm. that leads us to repentance, to turn from our way. It's the goodness yeah. of God. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not God being mean or backhanding us isn't yeah. keeping us in line. It's his yeah. goodness that's just drawing us to him and wanting us to, we want to just be more like him. Yeah, it's just all grace. It right? is. None of it's, none of it's merited. None of it's earned. It's, it's God's favor. It's God's grace. And that's what's so cool about uh, living a life for the Lord is that, yeah, you know, life's still going to have ups and downs, but it's how you get through those that's different. And what I've seen in my life and, and raising kids and, and, um, you know, the, the, the ups and downs, like these mountains, they don't go away just because you accept Christ. But what changes is how you get through those things. You have confidence. You have faith. You have a peace. You have a hope. Mm. You have an assurance that's promised to us from Him. And if, you, if your faith is, is grounded in that and you walk it and you believe it, um, you know, this... Whatever happens in this world will never, um, 
you know, eternity is always going to trump that. It's always going to trump that. And and that's that's our end game. I mean, this is not our home. God's blessed us with the years that we have on this earth, however many they are. And um, But, you know, we just look forward to spending an eternity with Him. And um, maybe we can kill bulls a lot more often. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like, but it's going to be good. Oh. It tells us we can't it's imagine. It's going to be amazing. It. But, uh, yeah, so, man... Um, you know, we've had a we've had a, a good relationship over these years. And I, I wanted to ask you a quick question, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. So, um, with Limitless, you know, uh, a lot of the people I talk to, um, you know, that we I explain the ministry to them, and um, they think, well, that's cool. But here's the deal: I don't know, and and this is not to pump you or anyone else up, but. You know, we're known, it, it's, it tells us that we're known by our fruit. And so the fruit of the ministry is what's important. Um, if, if we didn't have fruit, then we, we probably just don't have a ministry. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't mind, I mean, share about how that happens. Because you were telling me earlier about the team that you have that works with people yeah. who reach out. Yeah, so we have... I think that's that's one thing that Jesus was awesome at. He built teams, right? And he always yeah. involved people in the ministry. Um, and so there's all these people always contacting us, wanting to get involved in the ministry. Yeah. And here's something that our vision behind Limitless Outdoors is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the hunting community and to see them connected to Jesus, the local church mm-hmm. and a discipleship relationship. So that when people are connected to Jesus, the church and a discipleship relationship, we feel like that's a win. And so you you all if you've ever watched any of our stuff, you hear me talking about the first mile. Yeah. Um and that's a resource. So we're on the pursuit channel too, you know, and we're sending out 70 to 100 of those a week oh, wow. to individuals, not to mention <laughs> the churches that are using them for right. discipleship. Um so with these, we don't want to, one of the things Billy Graham really struggled with was how do we follow up with these people? Yeah. How many, you know, people are giving their life to the Lord, but how many of them are still walking with the Lord down the road? Yeah. Um, and you know what? There's been a ton of godly people that have tried to solve this problem. Sure. This is our, this is our approach to it, right? That the Lord's done. Um, so we, we get this first mile and we send it out to people. Uh, but when they request them, we actually follow up with every single person that wants to be followed up with. Yeah. Um, that requests a first mile of whether that's for prayer, whether they have questions. Yeah. Uh, and so we have this awesome team. We have right now we have 16 people, I think is the number. It kind of, it's changing. Uh, people are coming in and out depending on the season of their life, how much time yeah. they have. But we have 16 people uh, following up. So everybody that sends an email and says, I need to be followed up with, or I have a question about something. We try and we try our best to follow up with them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're sending out 70 to 100 a week, and we send them out absolutely free. I've always believed yeah. that the gospel is free for people. <laughs> that's that's right. just, I don't know. It's just something the gospel is free, and that's I don't right. ever want anything to come in the way of that. So that's yeah. been an awesome thing. And we're actually um, – haven't talked about it too much publicly, but we're about to start first-mile discipleship groups uh, where you can be you, – you'll be able to sign up for them soon, um, and you'll be one of six people in a group where you're going through the first mile yeah. on a Zoom meeting. So yeah. you'll have interaction. So whether you're a new believer or um, whether you're just interested in who Jesus is yeah. and finding out more, that's going to be an area that we're going to yeah. really branch into. So important, you know, to to take that next step because, you know, you can put the gospel in front of people or an example in front of people, but then um, 
who knows what happens next. And so, I mean, I appreciate what you guys do with that. I know we sent out this past year um, out of Oklahoma, we sent out, I don't know, 350 or yeah. 360 first miles, something like that. So um, it's a great resource, a great tool. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. So I just want to, I think we'll probably wrap this up here yeah. and um, we got to get hiking back to camp. The sun's starting to get low. You can see <laughs> the shadows on us. But I want to encourage you, just the thing that the Lord just been putting on me here, and I think it will apply to some of you out there is, you know, it is more blessed to give than mm -hmm. it is to receive. And I want to challenge you. Maybe you've been walking through life and you've been selfish. Uh, you heard from both of us. We were both, our hearts were just poor, yeah. really, this morning. Um, but that's where I always, you've heard me say it a million times. It does not matter what you've done. It matters what you do now. That's right. That's and right. the second you turn in the book of, in the book of Haggai, this is my last, my last <laughs> thing. In the book of Haggai, uh, it's awesome. The people had come back to Jerusalem because they'd been away in captivity. Yeah. They come back, but they, they were building their own lives. They were building their own houses and they weren't rebuilding the temple of the Lord. And the temple of the Lord was where the presence of the Lord was. Right. And God rebukes them. Yeah. But they instantly turn and he says, you watch this. Before, before, when you were disobedient, you would go to get wine and there'd only be half. You go to get grain and there'd only be half of what you needed. And he says, the second you, you start laying those stones, yeah. you're going to be blessed. That's and that's the truth. It, yeah. The second you say, Lord, you just confess that to the Lord yeah. and you give it to him. Um, that's right. God's going to start. God, yeah. he just does. That's, that's the way he is. And so I just want to <laughs> encourage you with that. If you want a resource, we have the first mile. It's absolutely free. You can go over to our website, www.limitlesshunting.com. Request that. Uh, be looking out for our first mile discipleship groups that yeah. are coming up. That's awesome. And um, it does not matter what you've done. Your next step doesn't have to look like your last step. Your next day doesn't have to look like your last day, your next yeah. year. Um, just come to the Lord, whatever you need to do to get right with the Lord today. Uh, and we want to, if we can be a resource yeah. to you in that, we want to be. So God bless you all. And thank you for watching. And all right. look for this uh, hunt coming up soon. <laughs>